Registering for your wedding can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be when you register at Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel's expertly curated assortment means you don't have to search or sort through tons of items because they've selected the best of the best to make choosing the perfect items for your home easy. Their modern styled collection features modern design with a classic twist, so you don't have to worry about items going out of style the next year. Crate and Barrel items are made to be statement pieces in your home today and for years to come. Crate and Barrel also makes it fun with a private party just for engaged couples. Each month, they close the store for an event to host you and your fiancé, giving you undivided attention and bring in the best vendors to answer all your specific product questions. This sounds like a great setup. Don't you want to know about everything you're registering for before you actually get it to save yourself the hassle on returns? Plus, it just sounds fun. It's like kind of, you know cake testing, but registry items testing. Uh, If you or somebody you know is getting engaged, think about taking Crate and Barrel up on this offer. Create your Crate and Barrel registry online at CrateandBarrel.com or at a store near you. Welcome to the B-side of this podcast. We are discussing Vanderpump Rules, and today I am joined by the host of Jalen and Jacoby, Mr. David Jacoby. Hi, buddy. Oh, you know what feels so good about this, Julia? Besides everything. It feels great. I'm so happy. It feels so good, but (laughs) I'm like, I'm not a guest. This isn't a one-off. No. We're weekly. We're doing it. Wednesdays, baby. We're back weekly. (laughs) Every single week, you will get Julia and Jacoby. Honestly, this is making my year. We're so early into January, but I'm already so happy. This is just great. Our friends are back. You and I and the Vanderpump people. And oh, God. It felt so good. so much to catch up on. They live in the valley. There's new people. There's a wedding on the horizon. Still the same old fights. There's so much. Just what was your first impression of last night's episode, man? Oh, my God. There is so much. But my first, first impression was they're really trying to weave in new people. You know what I mean? It's like they had a championship team, right? And if you're the GM, you're like, you're like a, you know, Ujiri, Sam Presti of this championship team. You're like, we've got a great nucleus, but we have to build for the future here. Mm-hmm. We have to build for the future. And they really tried to, to, they're trying to bring in, they brought in three new people. They teased some other new people that work at TomTom. And my, my number one thing besides, God, I love this people and I love this show. And I'll watch this episode five times over the next seven days was they're trying to inject new blood, and I just um, evaluated them. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of them. I, I like them, just first impression. I, I'm excited about Dana. She seems like she's bringing a lot to the table. Uh, she's also discerning. I, I don't know. I'm happy to have some new blood. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, I just want to say, like, when this happens on previous shows, everyone's always like, nah, I don't want the new people. It's worked out really well on the challenge, which I've mentioned, like, in every yes. conversation I've had in the last week because I just— uh, tour through it like it actually is a good strategy for reality tv and they're lucky that they have the restaurants as like a cohesive theme because it's not just like randos who are brought into the real housewives like at least they do have something in common and that's kind of working dana, dana's origin story is a little conspicuous <laughs> i'm sure we'll get to it later yeah but it's a little conspicuous her origin story is not exactly the cleanest the cleanest way to get onto a reality tv show we've got a lot of questions about dana already but let's start with the old faces and i want to go straight to katie and tom katie and tom kind of like they're everyone is nesting, but like particularly Katie and Tom, they seem to be ahead of everyone else in terms of setting up their houses. And as a result, they had a house chilling party on last night's episode. Have you ever heard of a house chilling party before? No such thing as a house chilling party. That's like made up, right? Like I've never heard of that. Well, um, I'm sure you've heard of housewarming. And if you can notice the, it started to put a theme on it. 
And so you're supposed to wear like pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah. So it's like cozy chic is what I believe Schwartz called it. So they were like, you're chilling. It's not a house warming. It's a house chilling party. I've never heard of that. There is a house cooling party, but that's when you move out. Like per Urban Dictionary. Out. I don't get it. And then why was this? This was filmed in May, I believe. Why is everyone in pajamas in May in the Valley? That's really hot. Like I, I was just looked at them and I was like, you guys are mm. not comfortable. Mm. I think it was, dude, it was afternoon, evening. So like, I, you know, you know how Los Angeles, there's like two days every it's day. True. So I, I think it's not that bad. It was a day to night party. It was a day to night party. Even if you try to throw a day party, if it's good enough, it turns into a day to night party. As I learned during my holiday party this year, <laughs> I mean, it was like two to eight, but here we are in 11, you know, 25 people like, in the living room. Everyone please leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah. ready to go to sleep. I have three children. I need to go. And when you're filling up the super soaker with vodka, like it just seems logistically terrible. It feels like there can be vodka everywhere. The floor is going to be sticky. Did you clean the super soaker before you put it in there? That's a it, great it, question. A, yeah. Did they run water through that completely? I'm going to go with no. I really want you to. I really want you to. I mean, technically nothing else should be in a super soaker, but when you're with, talking about Schwartz and Katie, you have no idea. Schwartz is like, do you like Schwartz? I feel like there's a lot of dissent on if people like Schwartz, Schwartz or not. I love Schwartz. I love Schwartz too. And Schwartz was I absolutely legit. love Schwartz. He was legit wearing a hospital gown. Uh, Andy Cohen called it a, a moo-moo on Watch What Happens Live. But Schwartz was wearing a hospital gown. I, I don't understand why that was his pajama wear. But like, okay, cool, dude. <laughs> it, it was fine. You know what I mean? I got a lot of attention. It was his party. So he wanted to peacock a little bit. But my thing about Schwartz, which I find him so likable, is he knows who he is. Like, he he had an anxiety attack pouring vodka sodas yes. remember, remember a few and then and this time he was he couldn't he's like oh man i can't be Jax's lone best man that's so much pressure i need sandoval with me it's like it's just like, dude yeah you, you don't have to like crack the nuclear code you have to be you have to throw a bachelor party for jacks it's tough when everyone in your life and yourself agree that you're not responsible enough to be the lone best man. That's like very low. Yeah. That's well, I, but he also like it's been long enough because he's now whatever in his 30s. He knows who he is. Yeah. He knows who he is. It's so funny. He started out as like Katie's boyfriend who's not on the show because he didn't work at TomTom Tom and now or he didn't work at Sir. And now mm -hmm. he's just like, you know, essential. And in, speaking of TomTom, Tom, he and, and Tom Sandoval, one of the first shots of the show, they arrive at TomTom Tom in their stupid sidecar. How many times a year do you think they use the sidecar when not on camera arriving at their bar? Zero. I, I could go either way. I was like, clearly it's zero. But then on the other hand, I was like, you know, they're so weird. And of course, Tom Sandoval loves theatrics. Maybe they do it all the time just for fun. <laughs> I could see yeah. it happening. I could see it happening too. I don't know. Um, I just... Tom's Moo Moo, I'm not going to get over. And I was, I went back and I was like, like watching closely for this podcast. And there's a few different shots where he's just like lurking in the background wearing this gown. And it's so, it's so funny. It's just so random. He also oh. almost died at one point. Kristen and him were like having horseplay near the pool in the hot tub. And she pushed him and he was able to like get his footing and like ended up in the hot tub. But he could have just fallen and cracked his head open. Kristen, that's not safe. Okay, a couple things about that. Number one, as you know, the podfather, Bill Simmons, has a similar setup with his pool where it's like a sectioned off hot tub. Yes. But those are like concrete pool walls. And again, his, if you notice, had that like a glassy tile at the top. Yes. Which is naturally slippery, but it's in a pool, so it's covered in water, and it's six feet away. So it's like a six-foot leap, Simone Biles style, to <laughs> land on a balance beam. But then the momentum carries him into a second leap, so now he's tripled jumping like to the other side and then very quickly the first thing he says is like were you impressed by that <laughs> he's like <laughs> like he recognized his athleticism in the moment and 
if you pay attention, it started out, it was full daytime. That happened around dusk. It's May. So five hours of drinking He's had drunk. taken place before this. He's hammered and he pulled that off. I'm going to say sober Tom Schwartz could have never done that. Oh, interesting. You think he gains yeah. power by being he, yes, drunk? He, yes, yes. All of them do. It's like a all, power all, up. All, all, all of them do. Yeah, all of them do. You know when you hit that sweet spot between like three and five drinks where you're like a better bowler and a better pool player and a better conversation person? They're in that between like seven and 35 drinks, I feel like. <laughs> it's like they're on a high. It's kind of like Will Ferrell in old school when he blacks out during the debate. And he's like, what just happened? I, I don't I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. I have to tri- tri- pivot. Juliet. Okay. So the real takeaway from the party. Okay. If you noticed in the background, you see a man with long black hair down to his shoulders, and he is not drinking from a glass, not once, not drinking from a shot glass, not once. Peter was drinking from the bottle. And at one point he was drinking from like a flower vase. Do you see that thing? Yes. It was yes. like it was like a fishbowl. Like, I'm very concerned about Peter's health. Peter, very concerned about Peter's health, especially from this appearance at this party. Peter, um, like I did yesterday, flat ironed his hair for this party, and it looked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> I can't recommend people do that. <laughs> Jax has changed his hair 755 times over the course of, the, of this. Sandoval, at least 400 times over the course of this. Peter, just sticking with this. He's sticking with, like, what would we call it? What, what was her name? Just Janice, Anna, Aniston's character on Friends? Rachel, the Rachel. The Rachel. He's, the he's sticking with the Rachel. He's sticking with the Rachel. <laughs> but he used to, like, tie it back. Like, Peter, put it in a ponytail, man. Like, this mm-hmm. does not look good. I. It was very, oh, very rough. But also, Tom Schwartz, he also was, like, passing around a bottle... I, I think it, I thought it was Jaeger, but I'm not positive. It was Jaeger. It was Jaeger. That's I gross. Positive. I used to do Jaeger bombs in college. Whoa, so I slow thought down. it seemed code. Slow cool. down. Jaeger's, Jaeger's a great drink. It's gross. I'll still, I'll still do some Jaeger. But everyone was drinking from the bottle and then Tom just like poured it into his mouth. He didn't want to put his oh, lips on the see, bottle. No, I noticed that. I noticed that too. Great move from Tom, but it's one of those things where if everyone else isn't doing that, it doesn't really help you to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it almost needs to be, it needs to be a universal policy, but I did <laughs> yeah. see it. And when I thought to him, I was like, that guy's taken a lot of shots from bottles before. Yeah, he knows his, he knows his way around a bottle straight from the, yeah. sh- the or shot from the he, Or he knows he currently has a cold sore, but still wants to party. It could be one or the other. <laughs> So it's either considerate or self-preservation. We'll never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. And those aren't mutually exclusive, to be honest with you. Really, really hard to say. Um, moving on, other people who are also at the party. Jax and Brittany. Jax, mm. causing a lot of drama this in this uh, episode. Jax, so really? I don't know if you're up on this, but how much do you keep up with Vanderpump in the offseason? I keep up with Vanderpump in the offseason. So Jax, around this, I think shortly after his wedding. I text you about Vanderpump happenings during the offseason, at least like That's true. You know, bi-weekly. That's true. One of the best yeah. things that ever happened to like our text relationship, you, me, and your wife, is, um, I'm sorry, Fofty, I'm going to the ER, Fofty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. But so anyway, um, Jax, over the summer on social media, blocked um, Sandoval, Ariana, and Kristen. I think mm-hmm. he has unblocked them since, but like Jax is is like having fights these days. And at the center of this episode, the reason that Tom Schwartz was maybe going to have to be the lone best man for Jax was because he didn't feel Tom Sandoval was attentive enough to his bachelor party needs. And no, 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 no. He he wasn't going to go to the pre bachelor party, party party. Yes, yes, the pre bachelor party party. Yeah, exactly. And, and he wasn't texting back. I know, but Sandoval texted him first, as we learned. I loved that scene. Yeah. I loved that scene. Sandoval you know had the receipts. And he was like, Jax, you know what, you're wrong. 
I loved this about Sandoval in that scene is not just that it was the interview afterwards, like Sandoval, not exactly Sigmund Freud. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, he, he can like read the room a little bit, just like the way a bartender can, but like, he's not really good at like, you know, psychology of the why and the, what people are doing. And in his interview, he was like, Jax is really enjoying this new power that he has because of this wedding. And that's, ex- it was a good read. Yes, it was. Jax is like, I now have the, uh, this power over people. I've never been in a management position because <laughs> duh. It's like, so I now have this power over people where I can sort of like dictate people's positions and the hierarchy. And I, and, and people have to sort of like listen to what I say and, and do to what I need. And that's never happened before in his life because Jax and he's using that against Sandoval. Sandoval's like, bro, look at my phone. I'm, yeah. I'm literally, I did what you're accusing me of not doing, and it's right here in front of you. And Jackson is looking at his face like, oh, my bad. Yeah, Jackson's like, I don't know how I missed that. And it's like, okay. Oh, my bad. We've all just not responded to a text, Jax. We get it. It was, yeah, it was really course. funny. But here's my biggest concern about Jax. Jax is still bartending at Sir. Most of his friends have moved on into other other careers and other uh, revenue avenues. And Jack's still behind the bar at Sir. Do you think that he gets paid extra like they need someone from the original cast to still be there? I think that it's he's He's got a lucrative lifestyle, which has been reported on. So I think that he, I think that like he's not rocking the financial boat. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's another place for him to go. One thing I like to think about is just, and this was covered last season, is like you're gonna open another bar and like this cool new fun bar, and you're gonna take Tom Schwartz, who's not responsible enough to to like do a four hour bar shift. And you're going to take Tom Sandoval, who like wants to be a rock star, and they're going to be the I'm the actual bartender that was here first, and I'm being passed up for this opportunity. So I feel like, you know, I feel like he's hurt on the inside. Jax has been through a lot in the last couple of years. I I, I will say you just reminded me of when Tom Schwartz brought the cash to Lisa. Like he literally dropped the bag, and he was like, yes. So he was. I, I love Schwartzy. He's so ridiculous. I love but, it. If I have three hundred dollars in cash in my pocket, I get nervous. I can only imagine what Tom yeah. Schwartz felt like carrying around all that cash. They couldn't even get. I, I don't know if you remember this either, but they couldn't even get the sidecar to like function at the reunion. Like, there's just a lot of hiccups with Schwartz and Sandoval. Yes, yes, there are. <laughs> Don't ever say I don't know if you remember this because I watch every episode. Okay, twice. I'm sorry. I mean, just you know, we're getting back into it, man. We haven't we haven't been doing Vanderpump together in like four years. I watched the teaser catch up warm up twice. That's amazing. That thing that they had, which meant I'd watched the first two segments of this episode, which is so disappointing. When I sit down with my wife to push play on the brand new episode, and like I didn't have to get any new content for like 20 minutes, I forgot. My DVR picked it up as like an, a 90 minute episode. And I was mm-hmm. really excited. And then it just turned out to be the one hour plus 30 minutes of Watch plus, What Happens Live. Yeah. But I was happy but, to have Watch What Happens Live. But you watched anyway. Yeah, yeah, I watched it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was happy to have it, but they did like really shoehorn it in. I guess it, it makes sense. They go together and it's not usually on at 10. It was just It's it was a weird. ratings play. It's a ratings play. And it was smart. I, I yeah. support it. That's kind of like um with The Bachelor. They said the ratings are up like 20% or 30% over last year. But last yeah, year's pr- also, next hour. Last year's premiere also went up against the national championship game for college football. So yeah, yeah, and it's an extra hour, so you can just do the the it, the the gross ratings. There's a lot of ways that you can twist it, but like watch what happens live. We do the same thing with Sports Center, DSPN, like right after a game, go straight to Sports Center. Watch what happens live. We'll do a huge number last night, 
because they didn't change it. And also you get the delayed, and this is all boring, but like the, if you DVR it, you get those numbers too. Great, great look for Andy Cohen and Embassy Row in the you know, the clubhouse. Just love Andy Cohen. It's great. And, and I, I would say Jax um, does not like the new people, as he said on Watch What Happens Live. And I, mm-hmm. I believe I also read um, on Reddit that he had blocked like all the new people as well, except, except for like Dana or something like that. So Jax no, he, is like he, not friendly these days. He blocked all the new people except for Max and Brett. I'm like, well, there's that's basically basically saying you block Dana. Yeah, basically. And he keeps saying like someone some of the one of the new people is so thirsty. It's like, dude, you're talking about Dana. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And in fact, on Watch What Happens, Brittany was like, "Well, I like Dana," and he just like refused to mention her name. So he has like some yes. kind of personal vendetta against Dana, which I'm excited to see play out to be quite honest. Listen, if we're talking about Jackson Brittany, we have to talk about the impending wedding and as someone who got married, you definitely work out like 7 times a week. Oh yeah. And Jax, Jackson Brittany really pulled it together for the wedding. They really pulled it together. They really did, and they looked good. I saw. I spent like a good eighteen hours researching that wedding on on Instagram, so I'm very familiar. I can't <laughs> good, wait to good. see it on the show. <laughs> well, they said that Shep like live streamed it. Yeah, in he the, did. In the Watch what happens live. He did. So Thank you, guys, you Shep. I don't. I used to follow Shep, but he was very active, so I think I unfollowed Shep. Did you know that Southern so, Charm is like on hiatus? Basically, like there's like they're trying to figure out like the future of the show without T Rav on it. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I saw T Rav in the wild. Yes, you did. You did. Oh, it was great. Like at an airport great. or something, right? Or like at a random no, restaurant? No, I was staying at a random hotel. Oh, right. And in the morning, if you like stay, this is not a nice hotel, by the way, just for some context. But if you like stay between these, this floor and that floor, they've got like a like a, a dry breakfast b- b- thing with coffee or whatever. And T-Rav was up there just getting together his like shitty croissant and like his, his coffee. And uh, he was there. I had to say something. I was like, man, big fan. It's like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> He's probably not getting that very much anymore. So it's like actually no. nice of you to do that. No, not really. The other big fight at the party was between Kristen and all of the girls, as per usual. So, Jacoby, what do you think is everyone's problem with Kristen and Carter? Because Stassi was like, I don't like being lied to, like accusing Kristen of lying. And just like Katie's been all mad right. about Kristen for like three seasons. Like, what is going what on? Is. I'll tell you what it is. When your friend is going through a breakup, much like Jax has power because he's, it's like kind of like it's like the yin and yang of friend power. Sure. When you, when you're about to commit to somebody forever, it's very happy, but you can sort of manipulate that to like get what you want out of your friends. The same thing happens with a breakup. So I think that she has been playing this depressed, Kristen. I need your help. I need your support. I'm going through something in my life. She's been beating that drum with this group of people, but it's been going on so long. Because she never really broke up with Carter. Because she's still sleeping with Carter. Because Carter still lives in his house. Because Carter doesn't have a job. And I also feel like the people at this show that work on the show, they make money being on the show. And they do appearances. And like this is they're – pro- they're making whatever it is, mid-six figures a year and buying homes. And Carter is jobless. And he's staying in that home. Did you hear him during the argument with Lala? He was like, who do you think shot her – photo shoot today for Instagram. I was like, bro, that's not, that's not a job. Like, who do you think shot her video? Who do you think did her photo shoot today? I'm like, it's with the camera technology today. Like anyone can be a photographer. It's really true. I have the new iPhone and like, I've been taking stunning photos by putting yeah. like the least amount of effort possible into it. Like, oh, yeah. like oh, le- yeah. less than ever before. They make it really easy for you. So to answer your question, I think that um, she's been leveraging the emotional manipulative spot that she's in through the breakup. That's one way. And another thing is, is I think they don't like Carter as a hang. And I think that they think Carter is a mooch and, a, and, a, and just sort of like living off of Kristen and providing very little. 
and it's, it was cool for like the first couple months. And then he like, I think they also think he wants to be on the show, which anyone who dates one of these people that didn't go like the Patrick route with Stasi does want to be on the show. And they just are sick of him. I, I, yeah, I just don't understand why they take it so personally. It's like, guys, if this is annoying to you, just like don't engage, don't tolerate it, like move on. But instead, Stassi and Katie are like so deeply offended. And I don't recall being like really, none of my friends have gotten divorced yet, but like even pre-marriage, I can't really recall like a friend's breakup that I was like so mad over. I was like, it threatened our own friendship, essentially. I don't get it. Well, here's the thing about that is, Lala gets in the conversation. She's not even upset about it in the first place, but Lala now is like Mike Tyson in his prime. Like a sober Lala will never lose an argument because you have such an upper hand in an argument if you are sober and that your opponent is drunk that you're just never going to lose. Like remember last year, Lala would lose because she would go over the deep end. She would say something she shouldn't have said. She'd start pointing fingers and kind of like acting a little too ratchet. And it would like, she would look bad. And then Lisa would be like, I don't want you doing this at the restaurant. I heard you did this, this, that. Then her, her fights were her. She ended up like quote unquote losing. She will go undefeated this season. Yeah. If a sober Lala in an argument is just, just, just don't. It's like, it's honestly like Mike Tyson in his prime. So so you're Kristen, you're drunk, you're obviously just Kristen and all the baggage that comes with that. Going tete-a-tete with Lala in that moment, just don't. Just don't do it. I agree with you. Just gotta, you just got to back up. Kristen did it earlier in the episode have a great, great quote where Stassi went over to her. Stassi's grandma died, so she wasn't really a big part of this episode. And Stassi, we're really sorry mm-hmm. for your loss. I um, do remember Stassi's grandma's appearance, and I loved her. Yeah, Stassi's family's been on the show quite a bit. I, I, the whole Schroeder yeah. experience is fantastic. But um, because she couldn't go to the party, she and she Kristen was really sad. She went over to Kristen's house, and Kristen was saying that she like missed Stassi, and Stassi said, "I miss you too." And then Kristen said, "I want to like secretly judge people and like have lunch and stuff." And you know what, Kristen? <laughs> Me too. That sounds too. great. That's like that's what we do together, Jacoby. We go yeah, out to yes. lunch and judge people. <laughs> judge people. That's that's basically it. And then the, our, like, the agenda, our lunch agenda, is just nouns. They're just names. Yeah, exactly. And then we judge them, and then we move on. Yeah. Yeah, like that is friendship. I, I feel like Kristen summed it up so <laughs> yes. well. She didn't even mean and to. And also, just one thing, just like a life lesson is, if that is your practice, as it is mine, you have to understand that you will go to lunches and secretly judge me too, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. No one's immune from this. Everyone's got their own individual relationships with everyone else where they talk trash about everyone else, so you have to understand that that's happening. If, I'm, if, if, if Peter is talking trash about Dick to Tom... Tom is then going to talk trash about Peter to Dick and that circle will just never end. And those are relationships. That's how it works. This brings up two things. One is like, that's the point of a friend group and the point of this show of Vanderpump Rules is Mm -hmm. to go out to lunch and talk about your friends and your friend group. And the reason you have like a friend group is so that you get the references. It's like when you're annoyed with Kristen, you can go to Stassi and be like, Stassi, I'm so mad about Kristen. She has all the context. Like that is the point of a friend group. And then moreover, this leads to one of your great theories that I'd like for you to explain, which is the the friend triangle where there's always more power at one point. Can you explain it? Okay. All right. So Kaya's producing this, right? Yeah. And uh, me and you are friends, really good friends. Yeah. And Kaya's also, we both have relationships with, right? But me and you are the strongest bond. So in the triangle, that line is the thickest. So if I say something to you, or Kaya says to me, don't tell Juliet, Kaya has to know I'm going to tell Juliet because where she falls in the friendship triangle. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If I say something to you and say, don't tell Kaya, you won't. But- I understand that you and Kaya have a better relationship 
than me and you. So if I say don't tell Juliet to Kaya, she will tell you. <laughs> you always have to know, you gotta know. where you stand yeah. in the friendship triangle. And if you can master the friendship triangle, oof, you can manipulate everybody. It's really you. true. It's one of your great theories. There's that one. Always outdress the hangover. That's another one that I mm, try to live that's by. Kevin, I stole I that from Kevin Wilds. That, <laughs> he used to show up at work in like a suit. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, I was out last night until 3.30. I'm like, okay, got it. Got Kevin dresses well. So like it's unfair outdress advantage. Outdress the hangover. Outdress the hangover. That's a really good mm-hmm. one that you gave me. And I always think about the friend triangle too. Like you got to know where you stand. And I think Kristen really, she obviously knows that Katie and Stassi, because also their boyfriends are, are really close. She's like on the yeah. outs. And just basically no one likes Carter. No one likes that he's a mooch. And instead of shaming Carter, they shame Kristen. I'm like kind of on Kristen's side here, even though obviously Carter sucks. Kristen's a sympathetic figure, but you also just have to remember just how terrible she is. You know, like she, she sucks. When she set out to ruin Tom Sandoval's life, she spent every waking moment and 100 of her energy points every single day into ruining Tom Sandoval's life. It's what she would just wake up and try to do it. She did the same thing to James. She also, remember when she had sex with Jax? While Tom Sandoval is home? <laughs> like, Chris yes. is a bad person. <laughs> oh, and then Tom Sandoval, they showed the clip. He's like, did you use protection? And what was Jax's answer? No, he said the first time. He said the first he goes, time. One, he goes, once, which <laughs> is obviously the first time because once, you know, that's, the yeah. third time would just be insane. You don't go back to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was just like, oh man, Jax. Like, I can't think of a worse word to answer that with. No is so much better than once. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Seriously, Jax. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen's terrible. I completely but agree. She's, but she is sympathetic because, like, no one shows her love. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I feel. I like, do feel sorry for her. I do too. Yeah, I do too. And also, I think Carter's gonna be around like the entire season. Like, he's moving out next week. Like, okay, sure he is. I know he's. Yeah, next week, sure. I, I will say someone's got to do her photo shoots. On you know the top, what I mean? on the topic of moving, so they so they ever moved to Valley Village. Um, let's talk. Let's talk real estate. Let's talk I, real estate. We could do. We could do this for an hour. For, it, it could be its own series. So. Um, they all moved to Valley Village. Jackson, Brittany, Ariana, and Tom, Tom and Katie, and then Kristen Solo. The three couples honestly moved to identical houses. Like it's no joke, and it's a very common style in the Valley, in particular mm-hmm. here in LA. It's very nice. Um, it's like it's the kind of thing that to me, it's really nice right now. Won't age well because you'll be able to like immediately date when that house is from and like what was sure. in style then. Um, but it's like. You know, we used to joke about how they all lived in the same building and like the same, and then if not that, like the same like three block radius. And like, they just, I don't know. It's like, a, it's like a constant couples retreat for these people. It's just kind you, of weird. Can you explain to me the psychology of them all moving into the same exact area? But the Valley, by the way, LA County, if you're, you're not, never lived in LA, it's huge. Yeah. Like LA huge. County is like the size of Rhode Island. And the idea that they end up in the exact same like needlepoint pocket of it is either a strategy from like the show being like, we'll chip in on the down payment if you live together and near each other. Like, it, there's got to be, is it that? Or is it just like, they're so emotionally attached to each other that they just kind of ended up doing that? I think it's more the latter. Plus, I bet they all have the same broker. That's my main guess, is they all, mm, all were like, I like it. the same person. I like it. And at one point, their addresses were posted online, just so you know. Like, I think oh, they're off. Oh, there's, you should be able to go on some sort of like, uh, you know, those bar bikes. Yeah, they should have like course. a bar bike <laughs> Valley Village tour. Where there's like some guy who's pedaling along, and you're all just like drinking beers. The um, here's what I know. Okay, little I bet you didn't know this. My mother in law, rest in peace, lived in Valley Village. I didn't know that some of her time. So I've got some firsthand Valley Village knowledge. And if you're gonna live in the Valley, 
listen, you make the you make the commitment to go to the Valley. God bless you. It's it's a great place to live. Much cheaper than living in Los Angeles. But Valley Village in particular is not that far. Yeah, it's close. It's, like it's, it's not close. deep Valley. No. It's not deep Valley. And even with, so there's, there are certain places in the Valley you can live that like feel like they're close to LA, but with traffic and certain times of day, it's like oh, I, like I I might as well. I might as well live in Hawaii at this point because it's taking me six hours to get somewhere. But Valley Village, not bad. Yeah, like you don't even have to get on the freeway to get to West Hollywood from Valley Village. It would take longer. You should take the freeway. But there's a way yes. to get to TomTom pretty quickly without even having to deal with that. And it's it's I, really not that far. It's also Valley Village is small. Like Valley yes. Village proper is a pretty small uh, zip It's a village. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a village. And then one time I went and dropped her off and I was just like, you know what? Before I like head back on the highway where there's traffic and everything, I'm, let me just stop at like the local bar at a sports bar and watch like a game or something. And I went inside and I was like, "Wow, this is awful." It was just like, "Whoa, this is, this is, this is just sad." Yeah. So I don't think they'll be. I don't think. I don't think they're going to open a Tom Tom branch in Valley Village anytime soon. I don't think so either. But they're so close to Tom Tom One. But their houses are all the same. I just want to say I like Kristen's the most, and hers is not oh, the same. Oh, thank you. I was going to say the exact same thing. Kristen's is by far the cutest. It's like, it has the most character. And I I commend her. I love a yellow house. I I think hers is really cute. Great horticulture. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really good horticulture up front with that little pathway to walk up to it. It just, it it felt good. And um, Joey did note, and Joey is my wife and she lived in LA, grew up there. So she's like very locked into how the Valley works. She was like, ooh, they're on the corner. Schwartz and, Schwartz and Katie are on the corner. I'm like, don't you kind of want to be on the corner? She's like, no, it's a busy street. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, that's not good. And I was like, God, I love you so much. That's noisy. I didn't even consider that. Did not even consider that. But they, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I looked at the photos. I took a photo with my phone of all the three different houses side by side. And there are differences. And Jack's okay. will- Jax will let you know. Jax will let you know. I wanted to mention that. Jax is is like just such a dick. Like what an asshole he is. He's like basically, you know, I I think um, Sandoval and Ariana are really comfortable in their relationship. They're like, we're not getting married. We're not having kids, but we're spending our lives together. And that's Comfortable in their relationship. They don't have sex. (laughs) Juliet, sex is the, (laughs) if you're in a romantic relationship, sex is the thing that brings you together. The only reason that you are living together is because you once wanted to have sex with each other. (laughs) Well, that's how relations, that's how romantic relationships work. Even if you don't have sex anymore, at some point you want to have sex. It is, it is the butterfly flap that starts the hurricane of a relationship, but they don't do it anymore. She will have sex with a woman in the backseat while you drive. I was trying to be nice. I'd forgotten about the backseat incident. Good point. I was just trying yes. to not shame them because I feel like Jax was trying to shame them by being like, well, we need to have a bigger house than you because we're going to have kids and a family and we're planning for the future. And I just feel like that's oh a really God. dick thing to say. Oh, imagine I just bought a home and I brought my friend over to that home. And the first question he is, is, oh, what's the square footage? Huh? Oh, how much did you pay? And it's in the same neighborhood where they bought one. And then to be like, oh, well, you guys don't need a big house because you're never going to have children. It's like, wait a second, dude. So rude. So rude. But then the Jax is like, you can't be mean to me or else I'll take your best man away. I also... I just imagine that coming from Jax. Like, Jax does not have his shit together. Plus, I just want to note, Brittany is the most popular person of this group. I think it's Brittany and Stassi. Like, if we're going on Instagram followers, Brittany's number one. And they they put her first in the intro package every season now. Mm. Like, Brittany is really popular. People love her. I like her. I mean, she's definitely not she's, my favorite, but, like, I, she I like just, her. She, she doesn't say... The, my. Oh, I don't like her because she has no edge. Like, she has zero edge. She's never said anything mean to anybody. She's never gotten to an argument with anyone that's not Jax. Jax will just cheat on her, and then she'll get back with him. Like, that bothers me about her. But, like, her story, her origin story, unlike Dana's, 
is just so clean and perfect. And her family and Mima and the beer cheese. Mima. Like, the whole thing is just so like cute. And also, if you listen to the way that the other women talk about Britney, because remember, we only spend an hour, or if you're like me, two hours a week with these people. <laughs> but the people that spend all the time with all of them that really know them on and off television, they speak so glowingly about Britney. They protect her. They yes, protect her, absolutely. which makes me feel that she really is as genuine and nice and good-hearted as she seems on the television show. I know. Everyone wants the best for for Brittany. And also, like, unlike yes. with Kristen, when she was going through rough times with Jax, they weren't, like, they weren't, like, bullying her. They were trying to support her and, like, have her have a good time. I Kristen just must be really unpleasant. There's got to be something about her. I don't know. I, Stassi was so funny when she was like, Kristen has a way of just looking like her emotions. Stassi's just... Like, loved it. Still got it. That girl, she still got it. She still got it. She's like Carmelo Anthony. She's like, she yeah. a couple years off. She gets to go in there. It's like, you know what? I can still put up 28 and hit a game winner. You know, she's, she still got it. I, Stassi will always be my favorite because I, I will never forget the first three seasons of the show in which she absolutely dominated. She ran shit. And also, Stassi will always be your favorite because when they weren't that famous and she came to ESPN to do a podcast mm -hmm. with us, she liked you way more than she liked me. So I'm still working through that. But obviously, you're just like, yeah, of course. You think there's a vibe? Yeah. I, she definitely <laughs> liked you more. There's no question. And, uh, but true. To tell the full story. Well, she came twice. Actually, three times. Uh, no, just twice. There was a point when we were doing The Right Reasons at Grantland where we had, like, all these mutual interests, but only I was, like, like lame enough. To, like, yeah, I want to interview all these people. And so Stassi came, and we, like, met her. We went to get coffee at the farm, RIP. And we were just, like, we're hanging out. She was wearing a trench coat. And you had done her ex-boyfriend Patrick's radio show. So she was, like, excited about you. She was still in the Patrick zone. And she was, like, really nice and, and fun. And that interview like went pretty well, and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And I, I think because she like liked you, she liked me as an extension. And then we did this podcast called Food News, and she came back, and we did all of Taco the, we ate Taco Bell with her, and it was the worst podcast vibe you and I have ever been a part of together. So we bad. did not air it. We did not we didn't air, air it. it. It was we didn't shitty. Air it. It was bad. We're thinking we're thinking because we had a show, Food News, RIP, the best podcast that ever existed, where we would taste different. Th we'd talk about food and then taste different things, and that'd be the show. Fifteen minutes, easy. You would think. Plus, add Stassi to that good vibe. Okay. Stassi is additive to everything. Plus, a Taco Bell version. Yeah. This would be added to everything, but it just like, you know, it just didn't work. Yeah. Oh, well. I, oh, well. I know. It, it just like, there was like some sass between me and her. I just feel like the I vibe. I don't know what happened. The vibe was but so But she off. noticed that we didn't upload it, I'm sure. Yes, for sure. Definitely. And I'm sure she was like, I'm sure she celebrated. Now now she's like too big. She's way too big for us. She's so a New York let's, Times bestselling author. Yes, yes. Let's pivot into Stassi and Bo. Okay. Stassi and Bo, her grandmother died, so she wasn't on the episode that much, as mm -hmm. mentioned. Yet, they still went to Tom Tom for a date night before leaving town. Um, I haven't been to Tom Tom. Doesn't strike me as a date night when you're feeling down. No, 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 no not, ex not exactly. But I think, <laughs> you know, maybe not. But it, it was it was really just a, a setup so she could talk to Lisa because whenever you have trouble in your life, you go to Lisa and Lisa will always be there for you. And one thing they did do is they... What was it? Maybe it was in the teaser reunion thing. They showed Bo's breakdown in Mexico. Do you remember yes, when she was just yes. kind of like being mean and he broke all the way down? He said, I felt like a battered boyfriend. But Bo was shirtless crying on the bed. <laughs> and they had the lav mic 
clipped on his chest hair, which I thought was adorable. So like, funny. Just, just like the sound person being like, where do I put this? Like, oh, yeah, here, here. Let me just grab a tuft and t- put this on. But one thing he was, is it's not the most flattering position to be sitting in. So his belly was kind of popping out. Which every single person in the world's belly would if you're sitting like that. But he's got a stomach tattoo, which I find so curious. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Um, it's like a ring around his stomach of like flames and flowers or something. Yeah. It's yeah, just very it's, not Bo. Well, he also where, said, where he are a, you on Bo? He has a giant leg tattoo as well. He's just got like a lot of tattoos. Um, where does. am I on Bo? I think Bo uh, must have just an insane amount of self confidence. That's my take because he Ooh. kind of he kind of like prostrates himself a lot of the time to Stasi and is like happy to be complimentary to Stasi, which is not to say like super, like kind of like superior, which I I think Jacks kind of tried to be and many of her other boyfriends. I just think he's a really good fit for her, and I think that's because he has, like, a lot of confidence and he doesn't need to, like, be the star all the time. And I think he genuinely really loves her and, like, wants to be supportive, even if he doesn't know the word eulogy. It's not his fault. <laughs> 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 the vigil. I mean, you're going to write the vigil to speak from the heart. He said the word vigil three times. And in my mind, I was like, maybe vigil. I know what a vigil is, but I was like, maybe this is, like, a a Southern word for it or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I was like, usually, eulogy is usually the word that I use, but like maybe he's on something because she's not correcting him. And then she just corrects him. Oh man. Is more, I think that Bo is like a peacetime boyfriend. You know oh, what I mean? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a good peacetime boyfriend. He's just along for the ride. But like, you know, this is going to make me sound like Stasi's like dad. I just want, she seems happy. Yeah, you know? she does. Like she seems happy. Like the Patrick thing was just like you could tell it wasn't like a hundred percent a match. And I feel like she seems happy with Bo and I want what's best for her. Yes, I, I agree. I, I'm very pro Stasi and I, you know, I just think that she's doing big things. And, you know, I wish her family well. I'm very sorry for them. Um, let's talk about Lala, who is seven Love months sober her. at the time of production. Shout out to Lala. That's impressive. Um oh, yeah. not, nonetheless, oh, yeah. she's still inserting herself into other people's fights. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> That's she what is. Lala does, and she has like a temporary lip ring, which is like a real move out of 1997. Oh, oh my god, I'm so dumb. I thought that was like a real piercing. I don't think so because she didn't have it in the interviews. She only had it. No, at the she party. didn't. Oh, so it was it was just for our listeners that didn't watch the show. The four of you. Yeah, it's it's in. The, I just realized as I said that I was like, <laughs> you watch the show, duh. But it's mid <laughs> mid bottom lip ring close to the lip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only. Um, modification she's had to her lips in her whole life. Right? Oh, that's the only one. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> only it. one. I'm sure. But my favorite part is, is she even recognized this in the show. She's upset with Carter mm-hmm. because Carter is not the breadwinner in the relationship. Yeah. She, I think she said she wasn't the, he, he, he like her is not the economic equal or something like that. Something yeah. the financial <laughs> yeah. equal, something like that. It was really funny. But it's, but it's also like Stassi. I mean, what's your name? Lala. Like, uh, oh God, Lala. No. And I just, can we talk about Lala's interview look? Yeah, but wait, let's just say how she justified how her role in the relationship, though she doesn't make the same amount of money. She says that she takes cares of a household and gives really good BJs. Okay, well, first of all, the latter, fine. The former, do you you basically just say hello to the people that actually take care of the household. Yeah, of course. Lala's like, not like doing dishes, laundry, yeah, exactly. cleaning. She's just like, they ring the doorbell, she opens it, lets them in, and then they take care of the household, and then she may, might Venmo them at the end. Yeah, she's like, okay, I will be here to open the door as necessary because we don't want to give people keys. We don't, you know? But like, yeah. I, I could see Rand not wanting to give out keys to his house. But if that were the case, just even get one of those newfangled like fingerprint locks or the ones that use a, a code so you can change it all the time. There's a lot of ways around yeah, it. Lala there are, doesn't have there to do are ways anything. around this. 
Yeah, she doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. And the BJs kind of, as I said before, like if you're in a romantic relationship, that's, that's kind of like, you know, that's that good. is part of it. Yeah. Um, that is part of it. Do we have any like Rand professional updates outside of Fofty? That's a great question. So He popped up on something. Uh, he directed The Irishman, right? He didn't direct it, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that was Martin Scorsese. Just My bad. a guy you might have Starred called. in it? He was, a produ- he was a producer on The Irishman. He was a producer on The Irishman. Let's just say that again. He was a pro- Rand yes. is a producer on The Irishman. That's like a real thing. Yeah, he's got a real credit, man. Um, and power still going. That's his connection to 50 Cent, a.k.a. Fafty. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, did you watch Did you watch the latest Power episode? It's crazy. I, I did not. But, you know, um, Tyler Cameron, that's his favorite show. And Tyler Cameron's my favorite person in the history of mm. The Bachelor of the last six months. So maybe I should watch it to support him. But also, Rand has a credit on The War with Grandpa that also stars Robert De Niro coming later this year. He's got a credit on the next Mel Gibson, Annabelle Wallace movie, also with Naomi Watts. Like, Rand's career might be taking off. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. And, like, also, like, let's just talk about the economy of private jets. Yeah. She keeps talking about these private jets. Private jets are, first of all, financially irresponsible. Yes. Extremely expensive. And, like— Bad for the— uh, environment as well. I've only been on one in my life and I was very much the help, not the guest. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was like the camera operator. I had sure. to like do things. But I was th- sitting there thinking like, the way first class is now, like this is, might be a step down. Yeah. <laughs> like, like honestly, with like a lay flat seat and like the headphones and like a blankie, like, I don't know. I don't know. But it's the idea of how much he flies private and she flies private. I just, I don't know how Rand gets all this money. Shout to Rand. Uh, I don't get it either, but I've got some suspicions based on his his visual presentation, which I think I've shared before. So okay, gotcha. <laughs> whatever. Gotcha. Um, Nobody La- also, can I just mention one thing yeah. about Lala being yeah. sober? Is if you remember when they went to that um, that wonderful little Dutch town in California, Solvang, where my friend yeah. Eli got married. When they went to Solvang, and she came back. Do you remember she came back in the morning because people went to work at Sir later and he was hammered and like he had clearly been extremely intoxicated for a very long time. She was intoxicated all weekend. I think the two of them might have supported each other in some extreme intoxication situations with led to them both being sober. Oh, interesting. Well, that's great. Yeah. Fresh start for everyone. I was, yeah. I think we were all really dubious of um, Lala and Rand, but they've proved us all wrong. They're going strong. Oh, yeah. And, and seven months sober, that's, I, if I go seven days sober, like, I throw a parade. Honestly, I'm like, I'm I'm happy for Lala. She needed to Me do too. it. She had a bad season last season. It was really hard to support her. And I feel like she's riding the ship and I'm happy to see yes, it. Yes, I totally agree. I just wish that her interview look looked different. You don't talk about the long hair and that like headband, that black headband thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just ready for so much. hair extensions to go out of style. I, I'm just ready for it. And like, oh. I think very specifically the ones that like Lala and Sammy Sweetheart and everyone on The Bachelor wear. Like, it's just like, it's not good. I've got something that's very important that we need to discuss. Okay. And it will transition us into Sheena. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> the advertisement that was part of commercial time mm. for Like a Boss. Yes. In which it was a music video starring Lala and Sheena, which might have been their voices, where they basically shot a full-on like... Like uh, 2002 hip hop hype Williams baller style video with <laughs> with choreography, multiple sets, outfit changes, the two of them lip syncing songs. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? When the two of them woke up this morning and they shot this video, they really think this is going to launch their music careers. 
Yeah. They both, they they both, both want music be, careers. Yeah, yes. yeah, they both want music careers. They're both like at a professional video shoot. And there's a part of me that's just like, it's just like, God, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is such bliss. Because they really, really thought that they were shooting a real music video, but they were shooting a, a content, sales content, Bravo initiated, like a boss deal between the studio and the thing that was actually tongue-in-cheek humor. I have to say, I want to see Like a Boss. Their marketing has been really effective. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of what's your name? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish. Like who, and Selma Hayek. Yeah. Three, three titans. Yes. Who doesn't want yeah, to see yeah, yeah. that? I, Rose Byrne just gets me. When she was in Neighbors, oh, Neighbors yeah. is great. Neighbors and, was so good. And she's in Bridesmaid. Like, she's great. Love Rose she's Byrne. Good. I she's love good. her. Isn't she married to Sasha Baron Cohen or something? No, that's Isla Fisher. And they're like, a okay. pro- Sasha Baron Cohen's one of my top people of all time. So thanks for bringing him up. Okay. She, no she is married to Bobby Cannavale. And they have a, uh, or they're together. I'm not sure if they're married, but they have a kid. Who's Bobby Cannavale? Is he a chef? Um, No, he's an actor. He's, I don't know. He's like, he's great. I don't, you watch? Speak, actor. I don't he's, speak actor. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. He's good. He's kind if of like. If a, you're not like Robert De Niro or Tom Cruise, I have no idea. Who if you're, you're not in a movie produced by Randall Emmett, we don't know yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> Only if you're, you don't have two degrees of separation from Randall Emmett. You're and nobody. Nope, you're nobody. You are <laughs> Let's nobody. talk about Sheena. We've gone too long. Oof. Sheena Oof. took the most L's this episode. Oh my God. Oh, Sheena, did she though? Yeah, man. It's embarrassing to be like for this new guy who's new to the show for him to like make his mark on this episode by saying you're a bad kisser. That sucks. I felt bad for her, <sighs> but also laughed really hard. Can I tell a personal story? Yes. I snuck out in the middle of the night when I was in eighth grade. And they were going to be like last night. I'm like, okay. To meet, to meet Missy. <laughs> and uh, we made out only like, you can only make out in eighth grade for like an hour and a half. We're going to bleep I mean? her last name, by the way. <laughs> oh, good idea. Whoops. Well, in, for an hour and a half, we made out. And then the next morning, went to school, walked into school, opened up the door to the school. And uh, oh, no. this, one of our classmates named Amber was there. And she looks at me in the face and she goes, this, I'll never forget these words. Disgusting Frencher, oh my she said God. to me. And then over the course of the day, I had learned that this young woman had told everyone that I'm a terrible kisser. Oh, my but God. you know what? Let me say this. Great, great day for me. Because then I realized that you can't mail this in. Yeah. This is a thing. This is a real <laughs> skill that you really need to work on. And you're going to be judged on that the actual act of kissing in itself is not enough. You have to be good at it. So shout to Missy. I was worried. This is so rude since I'm like, you know, we're good friends. I should think better of you. I was worried you were going to call Missy a bad kisser as the story began. What do I look like, Brett? I know. It's it's like a really mean thing to assume. I'm so sorry, Jacoby. You're way better no than problem. that. No problem. Can I can I um, do a call, go producer on you for a second? Yeah, please. If you, I've watched that twice now. Okay. Oh, is it Frankenbite? No, it's. I think they inserted the producer question. Now, they oh, might have just done so because it wasn't picked up by the microphone. But my concern is that the actual question that he's following up on might not be worded the same or exactly the same. Not, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I've watched it twice now. And then the second time I was like, ooh, that could be fudged up a little bit. Interesting. I have great news. I believe the producer who asked that is a man named Jeremiah, who I interviewed last year. And I'm thrilled to Female say Female voice. he'll be coming back in a couple of weeks. Good. We'll so I, it was we'll a female ask. voice, though. Female voice. Oh, it was? I, I, thought, correctly. It was, yeah. I thought it was a man. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll Listen, ask him. He oversees yeah. all the uh, interviews. So it'll be Shout great. to Jeremiah. Great. Yeah, I know. Tell him to text me. I'm excited for him to come back. He was really he was really fascinating talking to him last year. So Sheena, also still a server. She's kind of like the old hat. It's a really bad look. It's worse than Jack's behind the bar. Like, it's really not great. Sheena um, has already dated Max, who, though he works around the corner from her, ghosted her. And mm-hmm. then... 
all of a sudden they're going to Palm Springs together in a couple weeks. And yeah. uh, she's now like hooking up with Brett, who's like not that into her. And they're just like openly talking shit about her at this party where Katie masterfully is just like standing behind them listening. Like, at the Brett, fridge. Yeah. Brett and Max, like, come on, dudes. You got to know what you're doing. Yeah, guys, they can hear you. And also, uh, here's the thing about Brett. I just wish, I like Max and I like Brett. I just wish we could take Max's personality and put it in Brett's body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not sure that Brett, Brett's a great looking. Let's just say that. Great looking guy. Uh, great sure. looking guy. He's a, real, not, he's a West Hollywood looking guy. He's not, for, he's not for me. I don't like either of them personally, but like, that's okay. I'm not going to be dating either of them. So it's fine. I like Max. I like, I like Max because he can talk. I like you know Max I mean? too. Max doesn't seem like Max seems like he might know a few things about life. Yes, I feel like I feel like I could, I could have a few beers with Max and like and walk away and not be like, wow, that guy. But like the you way know? that Dana <laughs> was talking about him made it seem like he had like some kind of like gravitational pull. Like she seems like really into him. I think so too. Yeah. I'm, I'm into Max. I think Max is gonna Max is a keeper. I'm I think into Max, Max too. I'm into Max too. What do you think about Tom Tom like hiring better people than Sir? It's like they're taking Dana because she's so good and like Max seems. To have made, you know, Peter has been the manager at Sir for as long as the show has been on, and he's never been like a main character. Max is the manager at TomTom Tom for for less yeah, than a year. He's weeks. on the show, yeah, and now he's on the show. Well, can we talk about Dana's origin story? Are we transitioning. Absolutely, let's talk about Dana. Okay, we all remember at the Mondrian, of course. Right? Go to Sky Bar, and then I've been to this one suite at the Mondrian because the ESPYs hosted an after party there once. It, there's this one big, big, big room with multiple bathrooms where you can like throw a proper party in. And it, but it's still like a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And they were in that room and they had brought some girls upstairs. You remember the call from the balcony, right? Always call the girlfriends from the balcony of the of after course. party. Got to do that. Yep. Great move, guys. And then allegedly Dana went in the bathroom with Peter. Yes. I want you to answer honestly. What do you think happened in that bathroom? Well, first first on the episode, Peter, Peter approaches her and is like, I don't want it to be weird. You know? And she's like, be weird. Like, what's going on? I know I'm going to work at Sir's. Like, well, I don't want it to be weird because I'm the manager. I'm your boss now. And she's like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we hooked up at that party at the Mondrian. And she's like, no, we didn't. You leaned in to kiss me and I moved away. And then she was like, and I was peeing. Um, <laughs> yes. Good point. Uh, I think they made out. I'm going to call bullshit on Dana. Yeah. And then later on, it might have been a watch what happens live where Jack said they were in the bathroom for 10 minutes. Like in the bathroom yeah. for 10 minutes, like even if you're doing drugs, that's a long time. Also, if you've like curved him, you want to stay in there for another like nine minutes? I don't think so. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you're going to curve him of- and then just discuss it, do a post curve game conference? No. We have to do a post mortem on the curve. Yeah. Like review the, the videotape. Like it's, yeah, it's not Talk a about film your emotions. Session. Like what's yeah, happening? It yeah, doesn't, no. doesn't make any sense. I th- also like if you're Dana and you're invited to that party, you're not on the show yet. Like, you're just like there to have fun. So why wouldn't you make out with this guy? It's like it's like the lowest commitment possible at a party. It's just like a bathroom makeout. No one has uh, expectations uh, after. It's fine. Yeah. And I think if, if you're going to a bathroom with a stranger after one in the morning, you're either going to hook up or do drugs. Like that's the only two reasons. You know what I mean? A stranger of the opposite sex, like that's just weird. My guess is they did both. Doing drugs. Can't you see them yeah. just doing like a bump and then making out quickly? Are you, like- suggest- are you suggesting that the cast of this show does cocaine? Wait, what? Of course, what? never, never. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. I would never I suggest that. But I, I, I think Dana's um, not telling the truth. However, I, th- and I don't hold that against her. I'm very excited about Dana. I think that Dana is a good narrator. I like the sound of her voice. Mm-hmm. I like she has like yes. a nice sound. Um, I think she's pretty, and I think she's gonna cause trouble. If Jax hates you, it's a good sign. Every time Jax has hated someone, it's been good for the show. Exactly, and also. The 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 very contrived conversation post 
hookup conversation between her and Max, while very contrived and scripted in reality TV in 2020-esque. I just like the way she handled it. Me too. I you like know what it I mean? as well. She's confrontational. It's great. We also saw her confronting Max about Sheena. Okay, so let's go back to Sheena for one second. It all comes together. Yeah. So Sheena and Max dated briefly. He ghosted her, though they work mm. 100 yards from each other. They're now at the same party. Again, hard to ghost someone when you're literally in the same room. And then she yep. said, I love Max. We're best friends. And then it turns out that... <laughs> I love best friends. And then she goes, best friends, I mean really good friends. Yeah, like really good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great sequence. And then it turns out they're going to Palm Springs together. Sheena just says, yeah, we're going to Palm Springs together next week. And then um, Dana asks Max about this. And Max is clearly lying. Like, he just has liar look on his face. And he's like, well, it's not just the two of us. As far as I know, it's like a whole group. But he does slip in, like, as far as I know, as, like, kind of yeah. like he's hedging. And I'm just excited about this love triangle. I mean, there's, I'm sorry, but there's no way that Sheena comes out on top. She's not going to win the power no, in this triangle. No, but they're definitely going just the two of them because definitely. he would have used names. You know, oh, we're not just the two of us. We're going with blah, 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 blah. You don't just be like, oh, we're not just, it's not just the two of us, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. Like, that was, he definitely did that. But I kind of like Max. I think I'm convincing myself that I like Max. You're talking you know yourself why? into Max. Okay. Do you know why I like Max? When Dana, again, extremely contrived, reveals to two of the sur servers, one of which I think will become a character and is kind of cute. Um, that other blonde girl. Yeah. No. Oh. The brown-haired girl. She kind of looks like M.I.A., like a shorter... <laughs> Less ethnic version of MIA. Fly I like say. paper, get high like planes. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she's got longer hair than MIA, but she gives me an MIA vibe. Okay. I like her look and she's kind of funny. But I think that um that she she says when she's when she's revealing that she slept with Max, the MIA girl was like, and sorry, I don't know your name. She was like, Oh, Max uh hooks up with someone new every week. Why do you think he works here? Oh, that's so funny. That made me, it made me like Max. He's just like, I'm going to work at TomTom. Tom. I'm going to live in LA. I'm 25. I'm just cute enough. I have game. I'm going to sleep with the entire, in every woman in West Hollywood. I like it. I support it. <laughs> I like it too. I'm just excited about them. I don't know. I think a lot of people, um, just very in the small circle, people I talk to about this are wary of the new people. And I definitely was. But I would rather transition to new people than like have the contrivances of getting together the old gang all the time because like they clearly are fractured in many ways well it's also not just are they fractured like they're we've how long has this the breadth of this show covered i mean I know, seven years i think it started was this season seven eight? Or eight years this is season eight so they're in a different part of their life now they like own houses and like are married and like your life just becomes more boring at that point yeah you know totally. what I mean? So, like, they're going to be more boring. Like, they're no longer trying to sleep with a different woman every week and sleep with every woman in West Hollywood. They were, but they're not anymore. I know. And committed, rela committed relationships aren't good for this type of show. So you bring in Brett and Max who and Dana, who all three of them just so happen to be single, just to mix it up. I also, like, do you want to sit through a Jackson Brittany reality show, like, when they have kids? No. I don't. No, I'm I like, didn't watch it when they went back to Kentucky. I, mean, I didn't even watch. I'm like, guys, just go gracefully. Like, I, I love knowing you. Pop in once in a while. And, like, it's fine. You know what? So Stassi took a hiatus, and that worked out fine. Like, let's just be yes. a little more fluid with our group here. Yes, I totally agree. I'm, I am I like all three of them, and I hope they mix in MIA and the other gay server. I think we're going to see they're, Do you think? Do you think they're building up for a Tom Tom spinoff? Oh, interesting. Huh. I don't know. Really they, don't, they don't need to because it's, it's also a Vanderpump restaurant, you know? It is. They started. They they started off the show at Tom Tom, which I found interesting. Yes, Tom Tom. They're definitely pushing. And they started off with Dana. It was like they didn't start with the old people. They, they're introducing the new people in scene one, but they know they've got us at this point. What do you think of like the economic strategy of opening up 
four restaurants within a quarter mile of each other is. It's interesting. It's almost like Lisa Vanderpump treats that corner of West Hollywood as if it's Las Vegas. Like you get someone in for one thing, you got them in for many, you know? It's like she treats- I have walked from Pump to Sur before. Yeah. So I think- <laughs> I've done it with you. We had a great yeah, so- night when we did that. Yeah, so- yeah we did. <laughs> it was a really fun one. So I, I think that it, there is like a- there's like a logic behind it. She kind of like owns that whole area. And I, I think like there's slightly different demos for each one. Um, yeah. Oh, duh. What do you mean? You don't know? You take your, your wife to Villa Blanca. Yeah. Well, that's that's a different girl, area. You take your girlfriend to, to, what is it? Your girlfriend to sir? You, I think your, you your go. Mistress to, to sir? You go for your bachelorette party at TomTom. TomTom. That was the, yeah, it's a great, great point. I'm sorry to interrupt, but they were like, do you ask question? Do you think TomTom Tom is a date night spot? Like, no, it's not a good date night spot. It's also not a good mourn your grand your dead grandmother spot. But it's a great bachelorette party spot. Yeah, absolutely, totally. And, but no inflatable penises, though. No <laughs> inflatable penises. I mean, you can have small. No inflatable penises over seven inches. Just re- realistic size penises. They should fine. just give out penis straws. No, Another <laughs> staple of the bachelorette party scene is like a, you know like a penis straw that you drink through for like your yeah, of course yeah for your your cocktail. They should just give those out. Like they should embrace it. You know, it, it just makes sense. By the way, we've both been to Vanderpump um, Cocktail Garden at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Mm. And oh wow! I liked oh. it. I went by myself and I pulled a Jacoby. I went by myself. I sat at the bar. I ordered a drink, and then I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And since it was it was Vegas, I just poured it into a cup. And was able to bounce. I went there with the staff of Always Late with Katie Nolan. Oh, so you didn't go alone. I went alone. We (laughs) waited outside for about 10 minutes to be seated. And by the way, when you stand outside of like the place, you see all the empty tables. You're like, why am I standing outside? I know. Empty tables everywhere. I sat down. Server didn't come for two minutes. Server didn't come for four minutes. Server didn't come for eight minutes. And we just got up and left. Wow. Yeah. But I think it was pretty early in the life cycle of that. Yeah. It's still new. There's still, there's still, uh, Making it work. Um, last person we need to talk about, conspicuously absent, James Kennedy. Not in the episode, except in like flashbacks and flash forwards. Yeah, I honestly think that Lisa Vanderpump is concerned about James Kennedy and 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 put down the edict that he is not on the show. Well, he's in the cast photo. So there were rumors he was off the show. He's in the cast photo. But like Raquel, I think, is going to be on it way more than him. I, I agree. There's like just like a general concern about James. Yeah. And like, and you see it in the, this season on actually, yeah, that she's like, you need to change. Like, I think James Kennedy's really going through some substance abuse problems. I do too, and I and I I do like that Lala reached out to him. That was nice. Raquel, for some reason, Raquel really makes my wife angry, which I really like about her. <laughs> like, my wife gets angry at Raquel just for I, just, I don't know why. And also, just, here's a here's a little tidbit: Raquel's the only person in the cast I follow on Instagram, and I can't explain why either. I don't understand just, either. I'm fascinated by her. I just, I don't know. It's just like, just the idea that she exists in the capacity in which she does in our shared reality just fascinates me. I also just like that Raquel held on. I'm shocked. This is like our fourth season of Raquel. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she really is. She's like Kendrick Nunn. She's like undrafted. No one really wanted her. Yeah. And here she is just thriving, thriving in the world. Before you, I have to say a couple things before we wrap up. Okay. Number one, I want to discuss... The fact that Brett got arrested at the premiere party. Yes. For what? Probably public drunkenness, resisting arrest, and then didn't get charged with anything. And number two, and I feel bad even saying this, there are rumors online that Jiggy is dead in taxidermy. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say about that. I, I feel like Jiggy was basically like in a coma for a long time. I once saw Jiggy and Jiggy didn't move. So it wouldn't be... Mm. 
Mm. I think in terms of being an accessory for Lisa, I don't know. Anything I say is just going to be really rude. I can't. No, I, can't, I know. That can't doesn't seem like something Lisa would do. Let me just say that. It I doesn't. Mean, Lisa, Lisa's a realist. It doesn't. It's, it wouldn't be consistent with the rest of her personality. Particularly since like her her positions on um, dogs drove yeah. her off of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't think yeah, she would do I just, that. Yeah, I don't think she would do that. But it's, it's a funny thing to consider. And another thing I want to say to you, which we have not pre-planned, and I don't know the answer to this question, oh. but I just want to say. Can't wait. Are you watching The Circle? So, I have not yet. Should I get into it? Watch The Circle. Okay, I will. Watch The Circle. It's I will. It's a very I- easy watch, and it's, a, it's fascinating. And it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's, like, great, but I am going to say that you will be very happy that you watched it, and it will lead to a lot of thoughts and great texts between me and you and my wife. I've just been, like, binging television like crazy. Like, I've watched a lot of full seasons of shows in the last month, and so I, I have I have an opening. I finished Watchmen yesterday morning. As you know, I like to watch TV in the morning before work. Of course. And- everybody does. That's what, natural, that's what people do. They sit down and watch some scripted television for an hour before work. Like, intense, serious scripted television. I like to start, like, before the sun has even come up. So it's like, I don't know. I like to— it's just part of my day. Whatever. And you know, you text me and I respond and it's like 5 a.m. for in L.A. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I've got an opening. So I will watch it and we'll report back. Watch the circle. And we'll discuss it next Wednesday, Jacobs. This feels next so right. It feels Wednesday so good. on the show. We're back. We're back. We're back. Baby. Reunited. We're coming up next, if you stick around, we got The Bachelor, Peter Weber. I talked to him yesterday. So uh, listen to our conversation back Monday night, of course, to talk about Bachelor Week 2. Jacoby, maybe you can sprinkle in some Bachelor once in a while. You know, watch oh, it. Watch yeah, when you I'll want. I'll sprinkle in some Bachelor. Yeah. I can't believe that Alexa got kicked off. I liked her. Alexa. She I didn't. She's still there. Who? What? Alexa. The, black girl? Yeah, the one from Chicago who waxes vaginas? Maybe her. I'll do I'll do better research next time. Okay. Just I'll, I want to talk about talk, talk I want to discuss Kelly with you next time. Just pay some attention to Kelly. I will. I will. All right, Jacobs. Talk to you next week. And here we go with Peter. Welcome to Bachelor Party. Joined Thank today you. by the bachelor himself, Peter. Here to be How are here. you? I'm, it, I'm stoked. Uh, it's the day after your premiere. Yeah. Are you tired? What'd you do last night? I um, So last night was super fun. I got to have all my closest friends come over. Uh, my family got to spend the whole premiere with them. We've all seen your house multiple times now. So you got a, yeah. cl- a clear picture of so it. So you guys know, know all about that uh, at the Weber's. And it's just cool. Um, they really enjoyed it. And it was cool to have that support and, and get this whole thing started. Who's made fun of you the most in your life? In my life? Yeah, just not like ever, but like who's like wants to really like, you know, rib you over being the bachelor? Um one of my buddies, Dom, he gives me he gives it's all funny, pokes fun at me. Uh he was giving me a lot of crap for all the shirtless scenes because I'm never that guy to take my sure. shirt off and go wash an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so um Was that awkward to film? Yeah. I I mean <laughs> I honestly have never done that. That was a first for me, like, washing an airplane like that. Uh huh. So, have you um, ever washed an airplane like at all? Yeah, of course, but uh-huh. not shirtless. You know, yeah. that's, so that so the first. shirtless part was what was the first time. Yeah, it's all gotcha. good. But they got me, you know, and they'll try their best. You know, I try my best to get in that bachelor shape, and it's all good. Did you? Did you like train? Like, I know people. Do you watch the challenge? Have you ever uh, watched I have, it? I people have. like really train for that. Yeah. And, I've also heard people train for paradise. They do like a paradise diet. Did you train oh, to be the bachelor? Yeah. About a month and a half out, I got with a trainer and nice. tried my best um, with my schedule with flying and whatnot and try to eat right. And, you know, you get one chance to do this. So try to look your best, you know? My God. So you feel like your trainer's new lifelong friend? Yeah, actually. I <laughs> And I'm still training with him after too. So he's, he's actually an awesome guy, Jason. Um, he did me right, so. That's great. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Jason Creel, baby. Um, what's been the biggest change in your life so far? 
Biggest like, change. Not, is, not even like being engaged or not. I don't know if you are, but like just being famous. Is airports. Airports. Airports are insane. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, you could probably guess that, but it's. I don't it, think I would have guessed that actually, but really? it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Cause like, I, you know, our uniform, I always wear the hat. And so mm-hmm. like, I would think that maybe I wouldn't get noticed that much on, you know, walking through the terminals, but um, a lot of create, you know, awesome support. The love has been insane. And it's fun, you know, saying bye to all the passengers after the flight and like when we're, you know, deplaning the plane and uh, they'll like realize. And it's funny because it's like one by one, right? Coming out. And then the person behind them is kind of pushing them out and they'll kind of realize and stick their head back in. And it's just, it's been cool. A cool That's experience. awesome. Um, I'm platinum on Delta, just so you know. I love to hear that. It's just a great airline. Well, I hope you. I hope that you fly me to New York sometime, dude. Yeah, you got to come in and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Check in in the cockpit and see who's flying. How do you know like what route you're going to be flying? Like, when do you find out? We uh, I don't know. Anything. I've always thought that like air travel and yeah. like pilots and air and uh, flight attendants could make for really good reality shows. Yeah. During Ben's season when Lauren Bushnell was on. That's right. She was a flight attendant. She was a flight attendant, yep. and I was just like, there should be a show called The Layover, and it's just oh. a, and it's just like about. Just falls flight cruise. Yeah, that honestly is a great idea. Thank you. Don't yeah. steal it. <laughs> well, no, that's awesome. Um, for us, we kind of we so we bid every month in advance for our schedule, and based on our seniority, we get awarded our schedule. Mm. We can bid for locations we want to go to, you oh, know, layover cool. pairings, lengths of trips, specific days off. So you know about the, you know about halfway through the month prior of what your schedule is for the next month. What did you tell your boss when not when you were playing the bachelor, but when you went on to be the bachelor, when you went on Hannah's season? Like, what did you tell your boss about what you were doing? I was straight up with them. I, I told them what I was uh, considering doing. And, um, you know, they were as supportive as, they, you know, they could be with it. Um, I had, you know, I had to get the time off and I did that and it all worked out. And uh, they've been really cool about it after the fact. All of my coworkers, like they, they, I've just been, you know, receiving so much love from them. And mm-hmm. it's funny, like a lot of times, I'll, um, or not a lot of times, but one time I, I had a really great group of flight attendants and uh, we did our flight. We were flying a couple pairings that day and at the end they had all like created all these roses out of sure. drink napkins and like given them to me as we, as I was coming out of the cockpit. That so is cute. That's kind of cool. That's nice. So you've got a very support, I feel like you have a very supportive life, family, work. Yeah. So you've got good people guy. around you. Yeah. It's all who you surround yourself with, you know? It is really true. So why did you decide to go on the show in the first place? I, um, so I first became a fan of the show from Jake. Because he was a pilot. The pilot. And I uh, got hooked on the show ever, ever since then. I've always been that romantic. So it was a great show for me to get into. And I love it. Definitely could tell last night that you're romantic. You could tell. Yes, yeah. for sure. <laughs> There's no secret there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and I just, you know, I, it's funny. I, I remember I had gone in for an audition when I was like 22. I was way too young for it. My mom had told me, hey, you should do this. And I went to the audition, did a little interview, never heard anything. And um and then fast forward now a couple of years, ended up getting called. I think I was still in the database or something. Right. Got called for the next Keep one. Keep you in the mix. Yeah. So your mom was the one who recommended it. Yeah. She's the reason it all kind of started. Wow. Way so back she, when. Did she watch the show with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd watch it and, and just, it's a great show. Like, I've always just been a huge fan, so. What was the weirdest thing for her to see on TV? What do you think? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. But, Sorry. but I love my mom. Like, God bless her. She's just so amazing. Like, not awkward as much as you cannot be awkward about that as a mom. Sure. And, um. I'm lucky with that. Do people just like ra- just like randomly ask you about like just the windmill and like your sex life now? Yeah, it's like just, everyone feels it's like just like open. They can just come up to me and ask me about. It. I'm like, guys, like some privacy with that. But I honestly d- didn't mean to bring it up. But no, I asked that. I forgot. It's, it's all good. <laughs> I I'm just owning it now. It's it's part of my story. It'll forever be part of it. And I am you know leaving it in the past and looking forward. Just looking forward for this season. So. Uh, but yeah. It's very diplomatic of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did, else am I going to say about it, you know? <laughs> did you go to the uh, windmill activation at the Grove? I did. How and was I it? was actually very impressed. Was they, it similar? Yes. Very accurate. The only thing it was missing was some of the windows on the second floor. But 
other than that, it was spot on. Mm. I was like, dang. Interesting. Yeah. Did you warn your family about anything that was going to happen on the show? With the windmill? Yeah. Just uh, in general. Well, it's funny. With the, with the windmill, going back to that, they, um, I guess, I I don't know how I spaced telling them about that. But I remember. You just forgot. I never said anything <laughs> to them about the windmill. And then a couple of days before something got out, like, oh, this is a big thing with the windmill. Who's the mm-hmm. windmill guy? And I was just randomly having a conversation with my mom. I remember I just got out of the library and I was talking to her. The library? Yeah. <laughs> just picking up some books? I don't, yeah, I guess. Using I the internet? Yeah. Uh, what was I doing? What were you doing? I'm so intrigued. This is fantastic. I love libraries. <laughs> or maybe I just yeah, just going for a book. I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't studying for something. But um, okay. I the got, Westlake Village Library. Yes, okay. exactly that. And I remember I got in my car and we were just casually talking. I Me, mean, my mom, and I like brought up yeah the windmill. It's coming up this episode. She's like, "You're the windmill guy." That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I don't even remember that being a thing, but whatever. I who knows? Um, what did your brother say? Feel like it's good to have a brother in the situation to be your buffer with your parents. Yeah, no, he he's cool about it. Um, you know, we poke a little fun at it, but honestly, like it's it's cool. Like I'm not like ashamed of it, it at all. Yeah, what's there to be ashamed of? Not, yeah, nothing. And it's it was cool. it was a, a very special thing in that moment, and forever will be. And you know, people are having fun with it. I get it. So, um, since we're talking about Hannah, let's just talk about last night's episode, which ends on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. with you and she. When did you find out that she had organized the date for? that episode or like the second group date I guess it was yeah I so I never knew what she was doing that was always a secret to me I just knew that she was going to host it and that was my second group date right. from that week so I, just like the day prior I think when I was on my one-on-one I found out about the next day and um and that you know she was gonna be hosting it so <laughs> I was like oh boy <laughs> let's see see how this goes and the date card could not have been more more appropriate I hope this isn't awkward because it was very awkward. Oh my god, it seemed super awkward. It reminded me. Have you ever heard of Mortified? It's like oh, a yeah. yeah. It reminded me of like the whole Mortified series, essentially, yeah. but very <laughs> was, specifically with sex, sexual <laughs> situations. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, like, how did the other? You know, we saw the women react quite a bit to Hannah being there. Did you feel like responsible for making them feel comfortable? Like, it's definitely weird to have your ex. Like, even in the real world, it's weird to have your ex be around right. new people, essentially. Right. So, did you feel like you had to like do anything to help prepare them or something? Um. Why? Well, so I didn't tell them anything until when they showed up there they had no idea what right. was going on they didn't I, they didn't know hannah was going to be there until we walk into that there's stage. no way for them to know no way and you know it was obviously going to be a surprise and you know as we see her that's you know we see her together for the first time and uh, i could tell she looked her, great great yeah. great sparkly dress it was cool like they had the shadow of her and then they re- reveal her with the lights and and then all the girls you know they could tell and i could tell they were a little you know annoyed mm-hmm. uh, that it was her um because they just seen her the first night, you know, it hadn't been that long, and um, I totally understood that. But in that, at that point, what ended up happening later on in that episode was never supposed to happen. That conversation was never supposed to take place. Oh, I place. could tell. Yeah, like I, Hannah we were, would not choose to have that makeup on screen. No, yeah, like, that no was, one would. No like, one would. Yeah, and also it was really authentic and raw. You could tell we were supposed so, to have like an actual group day. There's an audience coming and everything, and, and that stuff happened and transpired. So. That's crazy. What was it like to watch it? I mean, it was really emotional. It was. I think it was just a really great premiere because it. I think whenever there's a format break, it's really exciting as mm-hmm. per viewers, and it's just cool that the show like keeps you on your toes after you know so many seasons and, right, right. and whatnot. What was it like for you to watch it back? Have you watched it back? Yeah, yeah. I watched it. I got to watch it last night, and uh, it's crazy now. Now we're reliving it. Yeah. It's. I, I've had a little bit of a lull since we finished filming, and. Um, now it's all picking up again, and I'm f- all those feels are coming right back. Yeah. immediately, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff, and obviously, you know, I know it's coming, and but it's a fun, fun time right now. I'm enjoying it, and nice. um, I'm excited for everyone to watch it. I think you're the first uh, bachelor from LA. 
as far as I, as far as my research tells me. Yeah, I feel like that's like a badge of honor. You should tell people I'm the first Los Angeles bachelor. Yeah, five minutes from the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just meant to be. During like so the first couple of weeks when the when filming is in LA, did you stay at home or did you stay like at a hotel or something? No, I I stayed at a hotel, which was five minute walk from my house. So funny. Like it was what was it? Crazy. What was it like having these dates with you know all these women yeah. in like these places that you are familiar with and you've seen because like a lot of the time for the bachelor it's like you're all experiencing something new but you're like on your own home turf i love that i thought it was a really cool thing like a different take now for this you know for this season just to be able to share with all the girls stuff that really meant a lot to me places Mm -hmm. that you know obviously we started off with the airport where i learned to fly where Um, was that camarillo camarillo airport nice that's like 20 outlets yeah right near you when you're landing on final you go right over the outlets just a great nike outlet there there is i've been there always have great deals yep converse (laughs) all that good stuff um, and so there was just, and you guys are going to see there's more dates that are kind of surrounded around, you know, things that mean a lot to me. Like yeah. even, even the group date after the flying, um, that's, that was at a, a hotel that actually where I had met Kelly. Yeah. We're, and it was just crazy coincidence hotel. too. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy, but really cool and unique. And, um, I think the girls, you know, appreciated it seeing what made my hometown, my hometown. And it is nice. Like, you know, you often have to wait to go home with the bachelor or the bachelorette or whatever but like right. you're just like well we're here because i guess on this side when you're if you're the bachelor you never really get that hometown yeah they don't get to, like, you go to home. the places so right. it was cool that i kind of had that this, this that time is around. true maybe they should introduce that colton went to denver and that actually was that's true that's right yeah yeah that was when hannah went home so i remember it but yep. <laughs> we were just talking about it because yeah. we're discussing if it's an advantage to meet your family so early on we'll we'll find out hey, but i did my first one-on-one yeah, <laughs> brought seriously. madison over to the family so seriously that must have been so overwhelming for her around all of your family you would think it would be, yeah. but she was the perfect person to bring on that date. That's she awesome. she completely owned it and just was like in her element. It was I was really impressed, honestly. And, I know uh, sitting like going to any wedding as like a plus one where you don't know anyone is yeah. nerve wracking, and then having to like sit by yourself among your dates, family, and friends who like just the closest people to him in his life. Right. That's a crazy experience. No, yeah, she she hit it off with my family right away with my friends. I got lucky because I could have realistically that could have been a tough first date one-on-one you know, know, too much pressure and especially if she hadn't handled it well and then you had to like babysit your date basically exactly. and like can't be with your family that, yeah. that would suck seemed like your mom really liked her I yeah. I really like your mom I think I've talked about your mom on this podcast as much as I've talked about you <laughs> Barb, she seems Barb. awesome yeah I, uh, I lucked out she's an awesome <laughs> mom and I love her a lot that's really sweet um, let's talk more about Kelly who you just mentioned yeah like what was the first thing you thought when you saw her come out of the limo did you have any idea she'd be there so I was, I was hoping. I really was. Um, Can one, you explain exactly how you met her? Yeah. So I had just come back. Um, we just finished up my 10-year high school reunion. And me and my friends, the after party was at this hotel. And so we go to the hotel and, you know, we're at the after party. We're kind of finishing up. So as we're walking out, we're going through the lobby. And Kelly was there with a couple of her friends. And I'm kind of, I'm on my phone. I remember I was trying to get an Uber. And I see this girl come up to me and she's like, you're never going to believe this. And I was like, what am I not going to believe? And she's like, so she had just finished one of the final rounds of casting for the show. And so she didn't actually know she was for sure going to be on it. And she didn't know if I, nothing had been confirmed yet if I was going to be The Bachelor. Like I knew I was, but nothing was out yet. So I didn't tell her anything. And she just had like a really good idea. And anyways, we we hit it off. We ended up going back to to the bar, got a drink. And um, hung out there for about an hour. Hung out. out? Yeah, no, legit. Like, okay. just hung out. We hit it off. It was, like, re- really easy, good chemistry. That's a nice feeling. Yeah, and then we go outside, and we do something. Like, we, I remember we started doing swing dancing. You guys kind of saw. We, that's yeah. where we picked up, where we left off. And um, had a good time. The, the night comes to an end. Um, never kissed her. Never did anything. Never got her number. And I kind of was just like, listen, if this is meant to be, it'll be. 
And I kind of remember I gave her a hug goodbye. I walked, I watched her walk to the elevator with her friend. I was like, that could have been the last time I saw, you know, I saw Kelly or, you know, hopefully maybe she shows up that first night. And did she follow you on social media? She must have. Um, I feel like at that point, you probably had so many followers, it's hard to keep track of the new ones. But like, if you were a normal uh, person, that would have been like the way you like connected. Yeah, honestly, no, I don't, I don't even know. That I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, it was crazy. And that first night, I remember just standing, and then she was the last one, except for Hannah, the one right before Hannah uh, sure. Brown. She was the last one to come out. And so I'm like the entire time kind of like, is she coming? Is she coming? And then I see her come out and I was like, I was super stoked. And um, it was just kind of cool to kind of feel an extra level of comfort with someone that first night that sure. I kind of already knew in a night that there's a lot of nerves. And so uh, it was cool. Cool experience. It seemed like you're really into her. I I was yeah. I was looking for her in the in the teaser for the season on. It's very hard to tell because everyone has such long hair. It's a lot of long dark yep. hair. <laughs> a lot of long yeah, brunettes for sure. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely really good chemistry off the bat. It seemed like for your night one, it ended earlier, like later in earlier in the morning than like any other first night. Like what was that? What time did you guys wrap? I think I remember we were leaving the mansion at around eight AM. Thank God. Yeah, That's insane. It starts at like 7 p.m., right? Yeah, I got so, there around 7, yep. How many names do you think you actually knew on the first night? No, I, I messed up so many times. Did you I, have to like I was it? calling girls by the, their, their aunt, the cow's name. Remember Ashley P? <laughs> yeah. I, I was forget, like, forgetting stuff. Remember with Victoria? I tried my best, but, you know, I, I give myself a pass on that because it's 30 oh, women sh- and course. so many names. and uh, Three women would be a lot. Like, yeah. oh, especially like a long night where you're like delirious and you have to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. feel like that was the, like the most words you've ever said in, in <laughs> oh, an evening? Oh, for sure. <laughs> like I've never had so many conversations back to back to back. But I was on so much adrenaline, so it kind of it, it wasn't that difficult at all. And I was so excited just for this all to kick off. And I was stoked. I was able to talk to every single girl the first night, and I was I made that a point. Like I wanted to be able to say, you know, yeah. at least have a little conversation with everyone. That is really nice. And that was cool. Um, were you? I guess you weren't annoyed because she got the first impression rose. But when to talk to everyone, were you annoyed that Hannah Ann was inter- interrupting three times? So. I get why some people, you know, could have that um, that opinion. But for me, honestly, I loved it. I really mm-hmm. did. I loved her showing me how, like, how badly she wanted to be there. Her intent was just very clear to me. And she, the thing about it is, she she goes about it in such a sweet way that she's she such a sweetheart, sweet, yeah. not a mean bone in her body. And it's just like you, you know, if if she would have been coming off like just like really cocky or just a mean person, it would have been different. I would have seen that. But you know, she just wanted to make take advantage of her time. Like she said, she didn't want to sit on the couch and drink wine all night and. And, and I, that meant a lot to me, so. I noticed that a lot of women were drinking from white mugs, which I, I don't think I've ever seen before. What were they drinking? Do you know? Was it coffee? Uh, or it's just probably. run out of cups? <laughs> I don't think we're running out of cups in the mansion, but um, <laughs> you I, never know. my go-to is Red Bull. I Red drink Bull, a really? lots of Red Bulls to get me through. Interesting. With nights. vodka or just straight Red Bull? Just straight Red Bull. Oh, my God. That's Keep disgusting, Peter. I, I love Red Bull. I, oh. I just do. Is that part of the pilot lifestyle? Just drinking a lot of energy drinks? Sometimes on an all-nighter, I will. I'll take like a five-hour energy and take mm-hmm. it maybe an hour into the flight just to keep me going, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you can get tired, obviously. But yeah, for the show, I probably drink way too many Red Bulls. That's really gross, and I don't think your trainer would approve. A lot of yeah. sugar in Red Bull. Yeah. Well, we got for the most part, it was sugar-free, so. Okay, that's that's better then. Yeah. He, he approves, no problem. <laughs> it's all good. Um, did you miss working while you were filming the show? I did, yeah. Uh, it's really cool because I got to, as you guys saw already, I got to fly in this season and, um, you know, that's flying is my passion. Like I went right back to my job right after. I'm never going to leave that. And I have to say, I love that. I feel like, feel like jobs are undervalued sometimes, but not by me. I think that's yeah. really cool. No, it's like, I don't consider my job. Like it's just my passion. And I did miss it, but I was having so much fun that it was okay. And, you know, I got to go back about a week after we finished filming and get back in the sky. So 
That's awesome. Um, should we talk about the Seahawks a little bit? Seahawks. Go do Hawks. Think, do you think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. Do you actually think that? I, I, I do. I think that— uh, Against whom? Who will the, they be playing from the it's AFC? It's going to be Hawks and Ravens. Okay. And I think just with this return of Lynch, beast mode, it's just interjected such this this all this energy now into that team. And like he said, they've got unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Um, I see them going all the way. And I see them— Sending Lynch off into retirement with a last-minute play in the Super Bowl, <laughs> one yard out, giving it to Lynch. Everyone knows it's coming, and he gets in the end zone. What a way to go Don't out. you think if everyone knows it's coming, they'll just easily be able to stop him? Everyone knew again. it was probably coming against Patriots. And then didn't. And I just think he's got that, or he's got—there's no way anyone's stopping him. One yard out, It'd be really sad if they lost again that way. Hey, let's not put it out there. They're going to win. Do you like Russell Wilson? Huge Russell Wilson. Have you met him? Have you gotten to meet all the Seahawks through your new fame? I haven't. I've been able to go to some games recently, which has been so cool for me. Um, I got to go on the field, and that's just like like, I feel like a kid in a candy store. In Seattle? Yeah. Did you live in Seattle? No, my dad. He he lived in Seattle, so he's the reason I'm such a big fan. Got it. But and also, there was no LA team when you were growing up. There wasn't, yeah. And I'm actually I'm from Virginia, and then lived down in Florida. So oh, really? Yeah. What part of Virginia? Before. I was born in Fairfax, oh, and then sure. lived in Spotsylvania after that, and then we moved to Boca, Boca Raton, which is like the sure. southern part. I'm so, Jewish, so okay, yeah. So I was <laughs> as far away from Seattle as you could be, but I was still a big fan, and yeah, go Hawks. So, so you, no matter what, you're with the Seahawks. You, yeah. Florida, Virginia, it doesn't matter to Bleed you. Bleed blue and green for sure. Will you try to go to the Super Bowl if they're in it? Absolutely. That's always been a dream of mine. So I think you got to try to meet the team. Why aren't you working your connections a little bit more? I Listen, they're, the Seahawks have been awesome. They actually sent me this super badass jacket, like vintage jacket recently. Cool. Thanking me for being a fan. I was like, guys, that's you don't know how much that means to me. Like, that's so cool. So we'll see. I'm working on it. Is there a Seahawks date perhaps? Uh, you have to tune in to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I love football, so possibly. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's the one place you haven't been to after all this travel and with your career? Like, where do you, like, want to go in the world? Bora like, Bora. Bora Bora. It's, you know, they had a finale there once, and it looked really nice. I heard that, yeah. Ali Fedotowski, yeah. Yes. I, I know um, yours wasn't there. Don't worry. Okay. You know that? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I've always wanted to go there, but what a great place to possibly go for a honeymoon. You never know. So... That would be Maybe really nice. In the future. It's like an isolated place, so you just have to spend time with your significant other. Yeah, it just looks so epic, and I, I don't know. Yeah, like there's gorgeous. like the sh- like the little sharks and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. it did seem really great on the show. Also, I don't know why, but I recently um, I was flying. I was doing a trip, and I was talking with the captain, and uh, she's like a big climber, and I haven't like been inspired. I want to go climb Mount Everest, and mm. so I'd love to go visit that in like Nepal. And I just I don't know. I know there's a lot that's of training scary. that's involved with that, but yeah, a lot. That's one place I'd love to visit in the world too. Interesting. And then, do you feel like you just you'll you just want to keep being a pilot? You know, you know, keep on doing everything that you're doing. Yeah, God willing, uh, we don't have to retire until we're 65. That's is mandatory. That, is that a rule? Yeah, mandatory retirement. You have like you join AARP and you have to retire. <laughs> they uh, yeah they kick. Unfortunately, they kick you out at that. Is age. your dad retired? No, he's got just over two years left. What will he do? That's so. That's like kind of ageist. I'm against this. People are living longer these days. I I agree. I believe if you can pass a medical and pass, maybe at a certain age, have to pass a cognitive test as well to make yeah. sure you're still sharp and that's with it. True. Why can't you still fly? That's true. But they have their reasons. When people are scared of turbulence, what do you tell them? So what I always say is for the wings, everyone looks at the wings when they're in this turbulence and they see it shaking and they freak out. Yeah. And you should know that's a really good thing because the airplane was designed to <laughs> shake and absorb the turbulence. That's how, that's like a shock absorber. And one thing I tell a lot of people is if you if you freak out from just seeing that wing flex a little bit, those wings in the design phase have been tested to where they've been pulled within feet, the wingtips, feet of each other, curled over the top of the airplane before mm-hmm. they snap. So you see that little flex in the wing that's completely normal. And 
So it's um, a good sign. Yeah, flying is is it's way safer than driving. It's the safest form of transportation, and it is way safer than driving. As a Los Angeles person who lives Especially here, in LA. oh my god, people drive insane, and I get so mad. I have tons of road rage. I feel like there's probably not the same kind of like you don't get the rage in the air. Sky, it's a good, sky rage. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> you would not want that. <laughs> way, way more solo. <laughs> Trying to cut off some planes. No, that's not a way more solo thing. and everything. Um, so what has been the weirdest thing for your family to adjust to? On the top um, of your dad. So my my family gets recognized a lot too. My dad, when he goes flying, um, he gets recognized in the airport. People are coming up to him. They both have like a recognizable look. I think the stash That's part of it definitely. Yeah, my dad stands out. I wish I could grow a stash like him. I'm trying, and it's just it's too. I I don't know why I haven't gotten it yet. But mm, I don't know. Maybe it. you'll get there just yeah. with some age or something like some or something age, like that. Yeah. Or I don't know. If you will hope for you. Yeah, because it's like a rite of passage for a pilot. You know that you get that pilot sure. stash. I don't know sure. if I can pull it off, but we'll see. Was it weird coming back from filming and like being alone? Like not like not being with a say, like a girlfriend or whatever, but just like seriously being by yourself. Like was that a weird thing to return to? Yeah, because you really you don't have really much, you know, very much alone time. On any television production, you're never alone. Like yeah. let alone one like The Bachelor. And so it definitely I remember for me, <laughs> it was so Carrie, who styles, you know, all everything, dresses me and everything. I love that guy. He I love—he dressed me so well yeah. the entire time because you don't pick out any clothes, right? All the clothes are picked out. And the hardest part was kind of coming back now and having to trust myself. I'm like, shoot, like I can't do as good of a job as him. But it was definitely, yeah, kind of—it was nice to get back and kind of have my alone time again. I crave that sometimes. I feel but, like that must have been just so weird. Like you're like around people constantly for three months and then you're by yourself just again. Just by yourself. Yeah. And, you know, but good time to be in your head and kind of reflect on what you just did because yeah. it was an I'm insane sure you're ride. you're still processing it. Yeah. I mean, it's only oh, been sure. over for like six weeks, two weeks, or two yeah, months and whatever. Around six weeks, yeah. So not that long ago. On the topic of Carrie, loved your tux. Why did you guys decide yeah. to go in that direction? Um, I have always wanted to wear like a tailored tux. Mm. Uh, the only other like time James I ever Bond wore style? Yes. The only time I ever wore a tux was I wore my dad's tux to my senior prom, but it was not it wasn't fitted to Didn't me. It was fit, yeah. you know a lot bigger. And um, I just always had that dream of wearing a tux and a navy blue tux. And Carrie, man, he worked his magic, and I got the bow tie. I fought for that. I really wanted a bow tie. And so they uh, tried to put you in a long in a regular. At tie? first, I think we we're gonna go tie. And I was like, guys, can we do bow tie? Like, yeah, whatever, you, whatever you want. And I, uh, I liked it because I felt like you were on the, the women's level. Like very frequently, the women are overdressed. Like they're like in these ball gowns or yeah. you know like really formal wear, and the and the guys just in a suit. So I was it's like, a this, big night. Yeah, yeah, you're dressing for the occasion. Dressed to impress, and you know I felt felt sharp, and so I felt confident. It was good. Did you get any advice from former Bachelor people? I did. We didn't yeah. see that in the episode, which we often do. Like, there's That's usually right. like yeah. a previous Bachelor comes back and gives advice. Yeah. So, what was the best advice that you got? I um. So, I've talked with Ben a lot. Love um, Ben. I love Ben, and he's someone that I remember watching his season. And I was like, man, that guy did it right. You know, that's what a good dude. And I mean, all the guys um, since him. But I remember him, and we had a couple, you know, good talks before I left. And he's just like, you know, try your best to. Obviously, not every single woman that shows up is going to be your person. And you're going to have that initial amazing connection with mm-hmm. and just chemistry. But try your best not to write off people too soon and like give them a, an honest, fair chance. And I did my best to do that. Um, so I'm happy about that. That's good and advice, Ben. Good yeah, job. It was really good. And just like just really, you know, appreciating every relationship that you had there. And even if it wasn't if it wasn't meant to be for you two, a romantic connection that was, you know, I want to marry this person, mm-hmm. still just like take that relationship for what it was and enjoy it and have the time of your life with that person and learn from them. And hopefully they can learn from you and just make some memories that, you know, you'll never forget. And uh, definitely took that advice, advice to heart. 
That sounds like Ben. That's yeah. nice. And also, he, you know, he told two women he loved them, and he's and he's doing great. So if, even if he makes some mistakes, it's no yeah, big deal. Yeah, there's hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> so his season was, like, he's was really very happy. good. Yeah. Yes, he does seem happy. He seems he seems great. Yeah. Um, did you watch his season? Oh yeah. I feel I feel like when you were announced as the Bachelor, there was a lot of like, oh, Peter reminds me of Ben. It's a huge compliment. I yeah. agree. I, one of the one of he's one of the goats. Yeah, he really is. Um, he's the Russell Wilson of Bachelors. Russell Wilson, let's go. <laughs> I like that comparison. No, he's a really good dude. Great advice. Uh, really thankful for everything he's done for me. So, what did your friends from Hannah season have to say? They uh, <laughs> we're in a group chat. And they're like, so who uh, who told you to go, you that you go and uh, talk to our ex without letting us know <laughs> from the first night? Um, they're giving me some poking some fun at it, but they've been super supportive about everything. Uh, I really haven't, you know, no one knows anything and I'm doing that sure. for a reason. So, um, but they've, you know, they're not pressing or they just want to make sure I'm okay. And that. Uh, I feel like guys just don't gossip like that. If, yeah. if my friend were the bachelor, I, like the second, not, not the second, cause it'd be too obvious. I'd wait like five days and then be like, so tell me everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the no, second they, he got home. <laughs> they, Dylan's impressed me a little bit, but I'm like, no, well, he's he, so, it's all good fun. He's so deep in it. I feel like. You yeah, know, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but and he, no. he lives in California too, right? He does. Do you, yeah. ha- do you guys hang out or just yeah. group tech? Actually, we got we got, went to the uh, not the Seahawks game. We went to another Rams game together. So oh, that was nice. pretty cool. Is he a Rams fan? He is a Packers fan. So Packers oh. playing the Hawks this week. Oh wow, yeah. tough. We have Aaron Rodgers in the room with us right I now, know. right here. He'd be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter, thank you so much for coming. I wish you yeah. all the luck. I'm sure it'll be a whirlwind couple of months. Crazy ride, but... Excited to see what happens for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Th- fun. Thanks for bringing up the windmill so I didn't have to. <laughs> for sure. Any, anytime. <laughs> I got you. 